Awaken to hair growth. Awaken to hair growth because there is possibility to get your hair back. Awaken to hair growth because we're not told that we're able to conquer and overcome alopecia. Awaken to hair growth because I want to be a positive light and beacon for you because I've healed my alopecia and now I help others do the same. With different types of alopecia, men, women, children of all ages, of all races and ethnicities. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Alopecia Angel podcast. I am your host, Johanna Dolman. Excuse my voice. I've lost it and it's coming back slowly but surely. Today, I wanted to talk about suicide. So just to preempt you a little bit, if you have sensitive ears or if you're with somebody who has sensitive ears, then I would say pause this podcast and listen to it at another time. Really, the objective is to understand the facts and figures about it, understand mental health just a little bit more. I love facts. I'm a person all about numbers and looking at increasing and how things can be better. In this case, and unfortunately in this article that I'm about to share with you, suicide is on the rise. And it's quite devastating to read these numbers and to see how it affects everybody, our communities, our families, our friends, our economy, and so much more. I wanted to also talk about the warning signs and what to look out for, because I know as someone who does see people who can be and maybe potentially are in a very delicate state, the thought of ending your life does probably cross at some point for some, not all, for some. And definitely within the alopecia community, we've seen this. And so this is something that I want to bring to light because even those who are very strong personalities, even those who are very courageous and brave and fight through this, as many say, they also succumb to the bullying. They also succumb to the emotions and the roller coaster that going through hair loss has an effect on us and does take us through those moments of despair, moments of weakness moments of darkness. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we know that we can heal from alopecia. And in this case, this is where I wanted to talk about the suicide nature within alopecia and within the alopecia community. However, more importantly, suicide for various reasons, whether health related or not, is on the rise in general. And this is also something that I wanted to bring about because it's not just about suicide within the alopecia community, but also in the bigger scale. And so whether or not you have loved ones who are, who have alopecia or not, which probably you do, but at the same time, maybe they're not the one who's suffering from mental health or depression or anxiety. Maybe it's somebody else within your circle. Maybe it's somebody else within your network. And this is why knowing the signs and understanding could be a lifeline for some and could be a lifeline for many of those who maybe don't see it. And it reminds me a lot of this little girl who was 12 years old. She had alopecia universalis and around two years ago or so, she committed suicide. On the outside, everyone saw her as accepting her alopecia and living life to her best life and so on and so forth. And then at the end of it, she committed suicide and blindsided her whole family. And so her parents were completely shocked, didn't see it coming, never saw the signs. And this is a tragedy. This is a problem because it could have been avoided. It could have been eliminated had potentially family and friends saw the signs or potentially had somebody tried to help her to reach her in another way. And and that's just it. This illness is isolating because obviously no one knows 
what you're feeling because they've never been through it, right? Just like all the doctors and dermatologists that I've seen, they don't know how to help me because they've never really gone through it. And their medical textbooks are to a certain extent, very limited. And so this is the issue is that when people don't understand, when they can't relate, then you are isolated, you are on an island. And I felt that. I felt the island. I felt completely alone. And yes, my fiance at the time, who's now my husband, helped me emotionally to an extent. But to the other extent, I was on, I was on by myself. I had to pick up myself. I had to pick myself up from those times where I was crying on the bathroom floor, from those times where I couldn't get out of bed. It takes a lot of willpower. It does. And this is where if you know someone who's going through alopecia or just a hard time in general, even with or without the hair loss component in it, then be the strong rock that they need. Be the strong person there for them. One of my best friends deals with depression and she has it. Her whole family actually has it. And her whole family is actually medicated. She's been trying to get off medications for the longest time. And it's been a roller coaster. I don't understand because I'm not in her shoes. Just like no one understands you because they're not in your shoes with going through hair loss. I understand. I've been there. I've done that. And I've come out the other side. And I know coming out the other side for you is possible. In terms of being diagnosed with depression since the day you were born, I don't understand this. I don't know. I'm an eternal optimist. Even through my darkest times, I'm an eternal optimist. And I think that's the only thing that really keeps me going is that I know there's a way out. I always know there is. And I focus on faith and I focus on moving forward because forward is the only way. And so with this article that I wanted to share that I received from Dr. Mercola, you can go to his website, drmercola.com and get it there. I received this article and I wanted to bring it to light for those of you who don't have the chance to read or don't have the time to go to the website, but I wanted to bring it to you because the statistics that are shared, the facts and figures are staggering. And it means that people at a second or a third or even a fourth degree are dealing with this silently and no one knows. In many ways, it reminds me of alopecia. I was dealing with it silently and no one knew except for my intimate family, which they knew better not to ask me about at any point. No one asked me. That was it. I was diagnosed. They knew about the diagnosis and no one asked me anything else because it triggers. It's very triggering. And so these are things that I'm sure you can put yourself in this own situation and see, okay, where have I felt anxious? Where have I felt depression? Luckily, I'd never thought of suicide during my time with alopecia, but that's not to say that I'm immune. That's not to say that I never thought about suicide at any given point of my life. I remember times where I was in arguments with my mom when I was a teenager and those thoughts lingered in my mind. It never came came to fruition, but they ran through. So it's that type where it can happen at any point. And so it's A, to be aware, B, to be more cognizant of others as well, even though we all have a lot going on. And then C, to be the rock, to be a helping hand at any point, at any given time that maybe you see and know of someone who's dealing with a situation where they can't, they feel hopeless with. So that's an opportunity for us to do better. And so let me get into this article and share with you. Depression is one of the most common mental disorders in the U.S., affecting more than 16 million Americans and the leading cause of ill health and disability worldwide. Disability meaning people who can't go to work, people who can't get out of bed, people who can't function as normal humans, as normal parents because of the depression. Between 1999 and 2016, suicide increased by 28% across most American demographics. In 25 states, the suicide rate rose by more than 30%. Between 2008 and 
2015, the number of children hospitalized for either thinking about suicide or attempting suicide doubled. Among girls aged 10 to 19, the suicide rate rose by 70% between 2010 and 2016. Those are pre-pandemic years, but yet the suicide rate rose already 70% in the age group of 10 to 19. In 2016, nearly 45,000 Americans committed suicide, making suicide the 10th most common cause of death that year. Along with drug overdoses and Alzheimer's disease, suicide is one of the leading causes of death that are on the rise. Know the common causes of suicide, the warning signs that someone may be contemplating suicide and how you can help them. Now, this article goes into how there are many factors that are involved, of course. They also promote and say that a, a holistic perspective is best, not necessarily taking drugs or taking antidepressants or taking medications, as many of these have negative side effects. Going back to my best friend who is going through depression herself, she's on this new medication and she's had insomnia for the last six days, six days, and she can't sleep. And so this is a situation that can happen and it's happening to her right now. And she feels helpless and I feel helpless because I can't help her. And, you know, it's something that she needs to discuss with her doctor and to see where they can find a happy medium. But at the same time, this article states that going the medication route is not necessarily the ideal. And it's not the end all be all. And with alopecia, especially, we already know it doesn't work. With depression, I've heard both sides of the story. Some say it does, some say it doesn't. But what I'd like to say is that a holistic perspective is the best perspective. You know, we got to do more for ourselves than just pop pills. We have to do more for ourselves, for our mind, body, spirit than what doctors are just alluding to, which is just take a prescription. So there's much more to it. This article talks about Kate Spade, who is a fashion designer, the celebrity chef and TV personality, Anthony Bourdain. And I'm going to go ahead and add in Robin Williams, who is an actor and comedian who also took his life. Those three took their lives and it was by complete shock by their family and friends. With Bourdain, he was in France working on an upcoming episode with Kate Spade. She had never discussed any problems or any issues or any struggles. And yes, she had been taking medications and then yet, you know, she took her own life and yet the suicide was a complete shock. I will say, and I will go on to say that there are some medications out there that do encourage suicide. One in particular that I can think of, and I only say this because I've taken it myself when I was early in my 20s, is Accutane. Accutane is an acne medication. It's for very, very severe cystic acne. And this actually kind of contributed to my health and wellness journey was this cystic acne that I had growing up. And it was intense. I was on Accutane 5 times. And not once was I told that A, it had a black box warning or that it potentially could lead me to committing suicide, which if you look up Accutane and suicides, you'll see like a lot of young kids did commit suicide because of being on Accutane. So that was one of the side effects. And I had no idea. The only other side effect that I knew about was having essentially deformed fetuses if I were to get pregnant. I wasn't sexually active during this time. And so that was never a concern. Medications can also cause this attempt for suicide. And so this is also the other side of the story that I'd like to share on a personal note as well, since I had taken Accutane five times in my 20s. So going back to the article, in 2023, on the heels of COVID, depression rates reached new highs with 29% of US adults reporting they had experienced depression at some point in their lives. Depression can be a terminal illness if a person continually attempts and eventually is successful at taking their own life. Tragically, suicide has risen sharply among children 
children and teens. This simply must speak to some deeper societal problems at work, although antidepressants may play a role in some of these cases as well. So this is essentially saying that some of the medications that are given also backfire. This is not the first time that we've seen this in history of medications, that they tend to backfire. And with alopecia, they do backfire and they don't work. But this one is talking specifically about antidepressants. Many antidepressants are known to increase the risk of suicide in children, teens, and young adults. Yet despite such warnings, these drugs are still often prescribed for younger people. This is a problem. According to statistics, between 1999 and 2016, suicide increased by 28% across most American demographics in 25 states. The suicide rate rose by more than 30%. Between 2008 and 2015, the number of children hospitalized for either thinking about suicide or attempting suicide doubled. Among young girls ages 10 to 19, the suicide rate rose 70% between 2010 and 2016. Along with drug overdoses and Alzheimer's, suicide is one of the three leading causes of death that are on the rise. So these are the 12 warning signs of suicide and how to help. While some are better at keeping their depression and any thoughts of suicide well hidden, even from the ones they love, it's important for everyone to recognize the warning signs and what they can do to help. According to the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control for the United States, the 12 warning signs that someone may be contemplating or getting close to suicide are A, feeling like a burden, two, feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, three, increased anger or rage, four, sleeping too little or too much, five, being isolated, six, increased substance abuse, seven, extreme mood swings, eight, talking or posting about wanting to die, nine, increased anxiety, 10, looking for a way to access lethal means, 11, expressing hopelessness, 12, making plans for suicide. If you notice one or more of these signs, take the following five steps to help. Number one, ask how they are feeling and if they are considering ending their life or if they have a plan to do so. Two, don't let them be alone and do your best to keep them safe. Three, make yourself available to them. Four, reach out to them daily and help them connect to others. Five, follow up. If you live in the U.S. and are having thoughts of suicide, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255. Or you can text 741-741 for the crisis text line. And if you are in danger of acting on suicidal thoughts, call 988 for immediate assistance. Depression is not the sole cause of suicide. An important yet overlooked contributor to depression and other neuropsychiatric disorders is exposure to Wi-Fi, as noted by Julie Beck in her thoughtful article. When will people get better at talking about suicide? Published in The Atlantic. There are other, according to the CDC, contributing factors to suicide in 2015 include the following. Relationship problems, substance abuse, work or financial problems, loss of housing, a crisis in the past or upcoming two weeks, a physical health problem, criminal or legal problem. And the physical health problem has a 22% rate. Relationship problems are 42%. Substance abuse, 28%. Loss of housing, 4%. Work or financial problems, 16%. In 2023, the CDC reports that a range of factors now contribute to suicide risk, including all of the above reasons, as well as bullying, job loss, lack of access to healthcare, discrimination, and more. So those are some ways that we can see and help and understand the signs, the warning signs, and how to help our loved ones and our friends and families in regards to anyone who we may think that potentially is going through a severe depression and a suicidal attempt, or maybe is just 
contemplating it. It is a very difficult subject to even talk about. It's a very difficult subject to even think about. And like most things, when it comes to blind spots, this could be a blind spot for many in terms of not really understanding the full spectrum of it, the full perspective of it. And even more so if it's, let's say, within your child. For parents having a child with alopecia, this can be a bigger situation because the parent feels the emotions, the child feels the emotions. Again, the child feels isolated. They do even though they have the parents there as support, but they really do feel isolated because no one understands them. No one's been in their shoes. And I will say that this is where coaching helps. This is where coaching helps. And this is where I've seen that coaching does help. I've dealt with many young children, with many children from ages from two to 22. And when I'm able to speak to them, when I'm able to relieve their concerns and demolish any of their negative thinking and turn it into a positive light, either with examples from clients or with the interviews that I have or from coaching calls or just from experience really of helping others overcome this obstacle, then they see the light. Then they're able to understand that it's possible for them to. Sometimes we understand things better when it comes from a third party and not necessarily from those close to us. Coaching works miracles. And I've seen so much magic happen in our coaching calls. And so this is huge. This also breaks down walls when we're talking and we're having coaching calls. I'm here to help. I'm here to be of service. And this is the mission behind Alopecia Angel is to help and serve and to really reach anyone and everyone who wants to heal and reverse this because it is possible. With this, I look forward to speaking to you next time in our podcast. All the best. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Alopecia Angel podcast, a positive light in healing alopecia. You can do this and we can help. Spread the word that reversing alopecia is possible by telling your friends and family.